We apologize for this brief interruption in the show. As many of you likely know, the Higher Standard Podcast is officially sponsored by Transcend Company. Transcend has been my longtime provider for both testosterone and peptide therapies, but they offer so much more. Whether you're interested in health, wellness, or longevity, it all begins with you getting your blood work done. A lab draw will help you get the numbers and establish your baseline. You can go to transcendcompany.com slash THSP. That's transcendcompany.com slash THSP. Or you can click the link in the show notes on any streaming platform and on YouTube. Fill out your information and one of the representatives will contact you to get your journey started today. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back to the number one financial literacy podcast in the world. This, ironically, is our third attempt at a start. This is The Higher Standard, and that is my co-host, Saeed Omar. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Behind the camera is always Arun. I am back. No PTO tonight. No PTO tonight, but I'm sure he'll be on PTO next week. <laughs> that being said, this is a special collaboration edition that uh, I don't think any of us could have predicted. Nope. But... Uh, the forces it be, the powers it be, if you will, have uh, brought us the one and only the wor- son of a bitch. Every episode, he's got to do it. God it's, damn it! It's just part of the yeah, show. Every episode now. <laughs> All right, fine. I've brought us the infamous and world-renowned Baller Busters. From what I understand, this is your first time actually doing a podcast in person, and why you chose us, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's amazing. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We are going to call the three of you that have joined. By the chosen names that you have provided, Evil Cat, which is probably my favorite, mm. Number Four, and Beep. Right. Which, which is question. So we have Evil Cat, Number Four, and Beep. <laughs> so Hello, everybody. Hi. So, as a bit of a primer, yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm not sure I'm good. To, glad to have you yet, unless... This isn't a bust, is it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are we being busted right <laughs> yeah. now? Is this what you guys handle? How you I handle swear this? to God, it's really my cars. <laughs> Are you selling courses me? through our podcast? What? What was, what was that? I'm sorry. Are you selling courses? No courses. <laughs> no, no courses. No? The podcast is entirely self-funded, and uh, I really think you guys are all really cool. For the record, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but uh, sarcasm notwithstanding, I uh, I thought it'd be good to introduce kind of how we got to know one each other, one another, and I guess how this evolved. Right. Uh, a long time ago, uh, probably about a couple of years ago, I tried to get on social media. And uh, as an entrepreneur who did not have an expertise in social media whatsoever, uh, I did what I thought was the reasonable thing, and I hired somebody else who had a pretty well-known social media presence to uh, kind of grow my account and teach me the way. Unbeknownst to me, they loaded my account up with fake followers, uh, fake likes, and a lot of bots. And This is very common in, the, in that industry. Well, as I've come to find out, yeah, it, it, it is it is pretty common. And uh, Baller Busters happened to notice it on my account, noticed the uh, accelerated growth, and said there was a problem. I told them via DM on Instagram uh, who I was working with, and they right away knew this person to be an existing, known, established scammer. Wow. Uh, but I had just written a check for $30,000 to this scammer because we did a trial run, and it worked out so visibly well. I thought things were good. And I know it sounds stupid in retrospect, but it goes to show you that even intelligent people can get scammed. Like, I don't know what I don't know about social media when I got started, and now I know a lot, largely because Baller Busters is taking the time to teach I me. I think it's it's easy to believe that it's a pay-to-play type of game, right? Like, I would I would think that. 
Well, it's, it's a lot more than that. There's a lot of nefarious stuff going on mm-hmm. in the social media world. But that's how I, I got introduced to to the the team here. And uh, I don't really know how many of you there are. But uh, uh, I got to say, I'm a big fan of what you guys have done. And there's a lot of questions that you guys uh, receive on a, on a daily basis. And I thought it would be worthwhile to take this time and to go through some of those questions, uh, if you don't mind. Yeah, let's do it. Are you guys up for it? Let's go. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, right off the top, I, I got to ask the question that I think we get that we see the most. It, you guys are, are are doing this as a public service, right? Why do you do it? <laughs> We're planning on selling T-shirts and making money off of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> So I haven't seen the T-shirts for sale, so I'm going to assume that that, that strategy is not going very well. I would, I would, I would imagine something like this takes a lot of time from you guys. We're going right? to hire a guru to sell the T-shirts for us. Ooh, yeah, we we'll definitely need to launch idea. merchandise because we have a lot of um, a lot of requests and DMs. People asking, "Hey, when are you going to launch merchandise?" And we're like, "I don't think we want to, but I guess at some point we're going to have to." The reason why we do this self-explanatory. We don't want anybody to be scammed, robbed of their money, hard-earned money, especially kids nowadays. And as you mentioned, you're not a child. You're an intelligent individual (laughs) who got scammed by somebody way less intelligent than you. So we find our purpose in life. So we take our, you know, time from our busy lives to, you know, do this, you know, daily as much as we can. It is hard. It takes a lot of time. We can't just, you know, stop our lives. Uh, to do this, but we sort of enjoyed and we tried to make it uh, also uh, entertaining for our followers. And it is immensely entertaining, but there's got to be a lot of sacrifice made by you guys. With my little experience with social media, and I think Said, you're I just just jumped on board like six months ago. It takes a lot of time to post and to do all this, and that's not including what appears to be a lot of research from you guys going on as well. It is... I mean, are you sacrificing? These are like part-time jobs for you guys, right? More like yeah. a full-time job, to be honest. We should probably explain too that it's not just the three of us on here. You know, we, yeah. have, we have a lot of people that help us out. We have volunteers. Yeah, we have volunteers. We have other baller busters that couldn't make it here tonight. You know, other people that are helping that are in different segments of different industries that know a lot about it. They're not. We're not a bunch of twenty-year-old kids. Just trying to figure it out, you know, learning everything on YouTube. We already all have established careers and we can see when there's scams coming. You can see when a financial scam's coming or some kind of drop shipping scam or some kind of core scam coming because we've seen it for 20 years. So a big part of it for me is education where, you know, the Instagram and the social media, everything is like delivering now. People want shortcuts. They want to buy a course and think it's instantaneously they know what's going on, but we have a lot of experience that we bring to the table and we're, we're hoping to be able to educate these kids so they're not getting scammed. And hopefully they realize you don't, you don't learn everything on a 10 minute YouTube video. Right. And the thing that I seem to notice quickly when I jump on the page is you're, a lot of things are being taught through comedy. Uh, there's some comedic relief to it, which I think is engaging for like the younger, younger crowd. But everything that I've seen is factual. That's the thing that's most drawing for me. It's, there's no, nothing speculative. It's all very much objective. 
Well, the reason for the comic part is that these guys are clowns. So if they can be clowns, we can make fun of them. And that's right. the way we're going to portray them to all of you guys, clowns. And let's make fun of these clowns because they've been robbing you guys. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I mean, if they're going to put themselves on display and put on a show, you might as well treat them like they're a show. I guess I guess that kind of Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. So I mean, if you look at a lot of the tactics too, it's like a lot of this is like comical of what they're trying to do and sell. You know, the, the guys that are running like, you know, finance courses or FX or Bitcoin courses, they're trying to, they're trying to run these things. And it's like anybody with a little bit of experience, you can see that this is like a friggin' joke, but they're targeting people down on their luck and they're desperate and they, they don't recognize how, how silly this all is. So do you think that's part of the problem is that you have, a lack of, ironically, financial literacy, but at the same time, you have a lot of this hustle culture, a lot of this desire to want to have an easy path. Is that what it is that that you guys are trying to clear up, or what? How does that mix in? Well, today you have this instant society where people want everything with touch of finger. They want to get their meal ready to click a micro. They want to get a date to they swipe left or right. They want to get. I think it's a click of a button. So now a clown shows up and says, hey, you can click a button here and I'm going to automate your dropshipping. No, you're not. And that is the problem. And it's very hard to sometimes get to these kids because they want that quick money. And then crypto came and everybody's a Shiba billionaire. So go figure. (laughs) (laughs) I I personally find it bittersweet that we live in a society in an era where technology is so advanced and you basically can access any type of information within seconds online, which wasn't even possible like 50 years ago, for example. And at the same time, we're the laziest most ignorant society in existence, in my opinion. (laughs) This is something that I... Sorry, and let me add too, is you have like, you know, you see, you have these 20 year old kids that are saying it used to be, you know, you're 20, you go to college, you go to, you, you get your first career, you buy a house, a small house, you start a house and you grow your way up. Finally, you're getting sports cars and whatever else that Rolex at the end. But now you have all these pictures of kids leaning on Lamborghinis when they're 21 yeah. because they have drop shipping and everything. So oh, there's like a shortcut to it, but no, every single one of these kids are just scammers and they're all rented cars and they're tricking everybody and making kids not go through the hard part of life to attain those things. I think there's a shortcut. There's never a shortcut. And that's what we're trying to trying to help kids understand. Yeah. This is something that I routinely struggle with. I routinely struggle with, with my own kids. I have a a son who's seven and a daughter who's five and trying to teach them delayed gratification versus instant gratification is something that my wife and I are constantly aware of. We want to make sure that that gets across to them. Um, I wanted to ask you guys, so with the following that you guys have generated, I've only been on social media for uh, not very long, but quickly realized how big you guys are, you, um, what it seems like you guys have been doing for quite some time now. What's, what's the most common thing you guys hear from your followers? You're doing God's work. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But also keep in mind that we've been private for a long time, so we sort of uh, didn't grow as fast as we could have because we wanted to keep our privacy and the safety in the first place. But yeah, as the evil kid said, people thank us a lot. So let's unpack that a little bit, though. Um, safety is a concern, right? I mean, these are nefarious actors. I'll go, I'll go, uh, sure. I'll, I'll give you some, let's, let's be pointed. Um, there, there's a lot of people you've covered recently in the page. Uh, 
the Derek Moneybergs of the world, the uh, the Manny Cashmans, the the Evan Luthras, the, uh, the the Chris Choi's. I remember that one in particular. The, the, these people that you've covered, they seem to have means, at least optically, anyway. They seem to be bad actors, at least in the way that you've portrayed them uh, and, and the things that they can that can be seen. There are some legitimate concerns that they could try to harm you and your and I'm assuming your families, right? I mean, there, there's some legitimate concerns, right? Yeah. Well, I think at first you have legal concerns, right? First, they have to be able to get you, and if they can't get you, they're going to hurt you, kind of a thing. Where, so we 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 have had this deliberately set up to shelter ourselves. Who all the different baller busters are legally, but you you had guys that have scammed and have made really good money scamming people, and they can hire attorneys. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that they can do. They can come after you legally. They can come after you. Physically, although I don't think a lot of us are too afraid of them, but they can try. You know, there's there's a lot of nefarious people that are out there. They can try, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that are probably not super thrilled that their entire scamming empire has been taken down, and now they're working at what's that dude working at Seven Eleven in Florida? You know, <laughs> wow. That was Jose Pena, the yeah, social yeah, media yeah. dude. Yeah. He actually wow. doesn't work because he works at the deli. <laughs> well, I love, I love that's, a pretty, guys, that's a pretty so. big pivot. <laughs> I think that guy would be pissed if you, <laughs> you go from leaning up to a rented, a, rented, a rented Ferrari to working at your deli again. So. <laughs> you can grow your social media, though, and make yeah. you a savage at the same time. I mean, you got to get guys some credit. <laughs> I, I pay for that part. <laughs> the issue that the issue that came up also was that they would go to our followers and then they would harass them. They would, oh, you're a yeah. Oh, you're a yeah. That's no, what they do. Give us the, and, and, they go to an entire list, list of everybody we follow, and everybody gets attacked. Yeah, that's what none of us, none of our followers know us personally or in any way. So it's a waste of time. And you know, there were some, you know, tries of lawsuits, etc. There is that funny dude that records half his face. What's his name? Iman Khan. Oh, this, this this is a recent guy. That was who recent. Started. Yeah. I saw yeah, that. I saw yeah. this one too. He seemed he seemed very bizarre to me. I couldn't figure him out. Mm. One of the most delusional cases we've had recently, for sure. I, mean, I don't want to bash the guy, but you know, I think my fifteen. I want to. Son, Can I? My fifteen-year-old son lifts more. That's you know. He should, he should, <laughs> I think we made his year. He never got as much promotion, free promotion in his entire existence. I think it was good for his mental health. But at the same time, he's a moron. The thing that stood out was he said he knew the Tate brothers and then... <laughs> yeah, so we should probably highlight that. For those who, those who didn't, didn't, this blew me away. I couldn't believe you guys did this. Apparently, he said on something that he posted, like a story or something, that he knew the Tate brothers. Should I contact Tate brothers? Yeah. So we did. So you guys did. So we reached out. Well, he knows Tate brothers, but they never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Emma, Emma, Con, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. <laughs> From what we know, buddy, you record. I'm sorry. From what we know, buddy, you record half of your face when you talk. There's going to be a reason for it. We want to see the other half of your face, just so we can have a full laugh. Anyway, enough promotion. 
To quote Tristan Tate, never heard of him. Lying loser. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was a very impactful moment. I think more than just the, I mean the, the the obvious comedy with the the individual, but I think more than that, it told everybody else who followed you that that the Baller Busters network appears to be much more connected. I mean, I know that you were on other podcasts before. You've done like uh, like I think it was Ben Baller's podcast at one point in time, and you got you guys have a, what appears to be a very broad network. Are these people who generally support what it is that you're doing? <laughs> yes, possibly. Simply yes. Most of the people that that, that are in our network support, and uh, they're also sort of a part of this. Uh, so Ben Baller's Ben Baller's podcast was just pre-recorded. Um, right. It was like you the first podcast that we ever appear on. The first you should, you should feel special. I feel sexy. Yeah. Does that count? <laughs> yeah. We are part of the Baller Buster Army. Too much information. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I've got a lot of questions as it relates to some individual bus, but before I get there, I kind of wanted to walk through a little bit more of, so I've seen comments in the comment section of two types, usually the supportive type, like you guys talked about, but there also appears to be like this almost entitled, like rude, hey, look into this person or hey, demanding stuff. What's the best way to approach you guys? In, does that stuff piss you off? I mean, how does how does how does that? Well, it, work? you forgot one. There's that. There's also the third of the kid that can't believe that the person he's following and looking up to is actually a scammer and, and is trying yes. to defend them. That's, and that's then, those are the one. ones that look the that look the dumbest out of everybody. Like you, pre, you present all the facts, all the information. Any of these kids just like they, they can't let it go. Mm. Mm. Do you think that's because it's almost like a cult-like mentality with a lot of these people? I think people want the easy thing, right? And then and they find out that what they're throwing their money into, it's like right. a lot of these kids are in the, in deep with these guys, and they they're praying that it's real. They think it's real, but they don't want to acknowledge it. I think the most recent example I saw while while preparing for the show was I saw a guy, and I can't remember his name, but he was avidly defending Grant Cardone in the face of <laughs> what looked like some pretty clear and detailed post by you guys identifying what he's been paying like his shareholders or whatever it was I, that that's that's got to piss you off right define piss you off there are levels to this <laughs> Whoa, if he's losing his money does it doesn't piss us off. It, it, it's mostly more just pathetic where you just think it's kind of sad for these guys where they're fighting and it's not even we don't even need to we don't need to comment back most of the time because you have most of the comments coming from other followers that are really beating them over the head. And yeah, you know, a lot of times we don't need to say much more in a comment, more than one or two comments. And most of the time, whenever something goes live, what happens is people share through DMs and stories because they don't want to expose their names. Like we noticed that recently. And it's just a very weird thing. Some of them are very famous people are very recognized in social media. And maybe they just don't want to like a certain posts to get in trouble, like a PR trouble. Well, one other thing too, though, is in the comments, it is a good opportunity to continue the education because in the, in the original post, there's only so much text you can include. Yeah. And so it is a good opportunity to educate, but a lot of times people don't want to be educated and they want to just blindly believe and follow yeah. their uh, idols, like a cult, pretty much. It is a cult. Mm. I don't know what else to call it, <laughs> especially Grand Cardone. You know, that's a typical no, the, example. The best one is the guy that was starting starting his own country. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that ML a thing? Billion. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. ML. No, it wasn't a country. It's a fake city. Fake China city. Somewhere in Arizona. It doesn't even exist. We checked. <laughs> we checked the tribal laws. <laughs> there was no infrastructure. <laughs> so, what are your guys' thoughts on potentially posting real, I guess, ballers that people could actually believe in? Well, uh, that's a bit tough because then that plays with our credibility. If I endorse somebody today, how can I watch for that person tomorrow? Mm-hmm. That's where, where it comes down to. We have done this pro bono. We've done this to educate. We've done this to expose bad guys. Now, there are great speakers out there. There are great business businessmen out there. There are great guys that have these probably useful courses. But who is to guarantee that tomorrow the same person will not turn into a scammer? So it's very tough, in my opinion, to to uh, just have that list approved by Bola Busters. Yeah. And if I may go back to our previous question, when you asked about how, what's the best way to approach us with a, with a, with a scam or, or potential bust, an entitlement. If you DM us, look into this guy. If you are close by, I will slap you. I am not working for you. I am. I am not your daddy. I am. Not, you're not paying my bills. There are people that come in with documents, uh, court documents, and everything that we need, and we still have to look into it. As as number four mentioned earlier, we're busy, and there are different uh, uh, individuals with different careers and different skill sets that will look into these things. And meanwhile, somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, look into." I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, they just drop a name. Please research this for me. Please investigate. I'm like, not researching what? anything for anyone. We have plenty of scammers that we have to provide uh, proof, and we don't expose anyone just out of you know out our boredom or for fun. So yeah, don't DM me. Look into this guy. I don't want to look into anyone. <laughs> yeah, submit evidence. That's what we always say. And we work well, based on one that. of the things I th- thought was really interesting. And frankly, I don't even know if you guys want to talk about this or not, but. I've seen you guys do outside of social media in, in the DMS where people can't see, I've seen you guys negotiate things like settlements and returning of of funds and using your visual prowess in ways that aren't necessarily comic in, in front of everybody. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, some of this money you've gotten back people and, and how you're leveraging the account to do things like that? Cause I don't think any of your followers really know that. Sure. So basically what we do, well, First and foremost, we do this for the culture. We don't do it for the club. We don't do it for any type of compensation. Everything is pro bono. And it's our time and our hard work and research and knowledge and experience and our network and, you know, etc. But the thing is that when it comes to DMs and if we are able to connect, sometimes we have cases with people where you have 20, 25 or 30 different victims and, you know, the number of owed or stolen money goes up like half a million or 300,000. And sometimes in some cases we manage to negotiate with the scammer directly and we give them an option. We don't want to post you, but we will. If, if you do not settle this and make the victims whole. Wow. Damn, it is God's and, that's, and some of them, we're not going to name them because we gave, you know, we made a promise. We're not going to name you if you do, if you make them whole. In some cases, we managed to get a, a couple of hundreds of thousands of dollars back to the victims, and they were very grateful. The offer was thirty percent 
uh, conversation. We said no every single time. And to this day, since the day we pretty much opened the page, uh, we haven't accepted $1 from anybody for any type of service or endorsement deal. So uh, that is commendable. We take pride in what we do. Uh, that I mean, it's kind of stunning in today's day and age. I mean, if you went to a law firm, they take, you know, call it 33, 35%. A contingency fee. Right off the top for any of the recoveries, you know, that they've they got for you. So, that, I mean, that, that's... Well, that's we, well, we have our legal team. We have uh, people that are... People yeah, we're constantly. as well. Yeah. So, don't worry. Whoever wants to get a suit, bring it. <laughs> so, along those lines... We will guys... unveil half of your face. Yeah. <laughs> we will be waiting <laughs> so along those lines you guys you guys did mention people dm you you guys did Come you guys to the dark side <laughs> yeah you guys clearly do these things behind the scenes what's the i mean if somebody does think they have a legitimate problem that that baller busters can help out with what's the best how do they reach out to you what's the protocol dm it's fairly simple. DM and give us everything. And comments. DM, comments. If we don't answer a DM, just tag us and say, check your DM. And evidence is a crucial thing. We have to see evidence. If you don't like somebody on social media, we're not going to bust them because you don't like Doesn't them. mean that we want to pursue that. Yeah, we need to have enough of concrete evidence and research to support, you know, yeah, a bust. I was going to say with the DMs, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of DMs. We can't have conversations with everybody <laughs> like we're not buddies with everybody like yeah, people just right? want we're to not chat here to be sometimes. everyone's friends so it's there's not time to if you if we're not responding you obviously haven't provided the information we've asked for or the conversation isn't worth it not being mean but we, we don't have time to do this. this is not a we're not doing this to become best friends with somebody makes sense and also people need to understand that we, just because somebody's doing something that is uh, borderline illegal doesn't mean we have to bust them. We can't bust the entire world, you know. So we have to be very selective with what type of bust that we actually cover. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It's, it sounds like it's limited resources and time is of the essence in a lot of these cases. But you also want the quality of the material. You don't want to go just after, you know, sometimes you have people submitting forex, uh, forex scammers from Africa. Like, do I really want to go after that guy when I'm dealing with bigger busts for people that could potentially get behind bars in federal prison that I could make that happen, you know? Right, which one's going to be most impactful, right? Yeah. So Correct. one could Im one could imagine that... Um, the idea had to have somehow come about by one or at least some of you being, you know, caught up with some type of scam. Has that ever happened to any of you? Besides fake AirPods, I don't think anybody. <laughs> <laughs> fake AirPods? <laughs> Wait, I'm missing, no, I'm missing the inside joke here. I was going to say, your audio sounds pretty shitty on our side. <laughs> Look, if you, there's an opportunity to buy bulk airpods on sale why would you not do that <laughs> and if you if you buy 10 of them i was genu i thought i was getting a good deal but it one of them burnt my ear so what what real. <laughs> so okay did you on. then dm baller busters with a complete <laughs> recount <laughs> no, 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 no. that's that's how they picked me up is like the the airpod scammers Got me, and so I came there. on eBay because you wanted because you thought that Apple's gonna give me sixty percent off. 
Well, if it's any, if you have any interest, I can help you make millions by emailing some money to a Nigerian prince that I know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So if it helps, I I did not get my money back. <laughs> I just have piles of AirPods that are mixed in with my regular AirPods, and now I don't know what's what. So you're basically playing Russian game. roulette with your ears every time you make a phone call. My my phone has like 20 different AirPods connected to it. I have I no idea which ones. Swear are God, that's how great the AirPods are. You're that's how great the what's AirPods that? are. You're willing to risk burning your ear for them. That's well, no, that's no, how no, valuable they are. I lose a lot of AirPods, so I'm constantly buying AirPods, and then. I don't know. I don't even know which yeah. ones are real. So <laughs> I don't want to talk about my mistakes. <laughs> well, there, there well, you go. That's that's how we got scammed. And if we were friends with Ivan Luther, he could have called Apple. Oh, that's right. Even so, him, now that yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, let's get into some of the scammers, some of the names. Let's let's do this because th- we have no limitations here, unless you guys are prevented from speaking about anybody. But mm-hmm. Evan Luthera. From what I know, this is an Indian gentleman who says that he taught Steve Jobs, but happens to have been like four years old when Steve Jobs was alive or something. <laughs> no, he's 12. been on the cover of Twelve. Okay, he's been on the cover he's, of Forbes articles. He was a twelve-year-old Indian boy who got a call from Steve Jobs, who wanted an advice about his uh, upcoming Apple Store launch. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how we came about fake AirPods. <laughs> Okay, so I'm a whole lot confused. Yeah. There is a highlight on your page dedicated to this guy, and it gets stranger and stranger the more down the rabbit hole you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How many times have you busted this person, and is he still doing this stuff? Hundreds of times, yeah. We busted, busted him enough times for Interpol to look into him. Wow. Yes. But anybody with an IQ above 10 knows that this guy is not trustworthy, so... I mean, it's literally like Rafael Vargas, same, the guy from Miami. We busted that guy probably at least 40 times. He faked his own robbery. He got evicted. I mean, tell me something. Like, he, had, he has everything on a record that is possible. And he, for, sell, he sells courses or, like, seminars now or something, last I, I saw on your page. And this, this guy, I don't know if you've seen him, Saeed, or Arun, but he looks like a real-life cartoon character. Okay. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's a very interesting psychological so profile. of a spoon. I'm not kidding. A spoon. <laughs> I mean, I, I've met some smart spoons. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, really, maybe so, Matrix. <laughs> but so here's the thing: I don't get, and maybe you can help me understand. Is you guys have busted these people enough times to where their name is out there? If somebody searches these people's names, and like you know, let's say Rafael Vargas, for example, he offers a course in in Florida or something, right? And somebody searches his name. They, don't they find your page and don't they hesitate to continue to go back? I mean, you have to be curtailing their business, right? Or are they still able to be out there do this? Most of them don't research, unfortunately. Because wow. whenever we speak to the victims through DMs and stuff, they weren't even aware of uh, any previous scams and posts. Most people, that's the, like I said initially, that's the biggest issue today. Uh, that people don't research, people don't read anymore, uh, they don't want to do any hard work. Nothing. They just want to throw in the money and get everything automated overnight and have somebody else do all the work and then just magically, boom, they're rich. And that's not how life works. And what we're trying to do is just to educate. It's going to take a lot more than just this in order for you to build something in life. I guess that's the part that bothers me the most with, you know, hustle culture and the society nowadays is that. Uh, there was a point in time where I remember you would think P- 
People don't just give away trade secrets. If it was that great, why would they share it with you? Why not just continue to build their empire? Right? And now people are just so willing to accept these courses from someone like, what's his name, Vargas? What is this guy teaching? <laughs> Real estate. Teaching. He's, he's a kid. He's a well, kid. Well, they're all young, and, and that's what appeals, yeah. That's the number one shocker to me is that people think this is real. Like, it's just common sense. Somebody's going to, for $50, going to sell you a secret of how they became a multimillionaire for 50 bucks or 100 bucks or 1000 bucks, and that people think it's going to work. In, in what industry on earth does someone, does McDonald's sell you, like, their, their franchise secrets for 50 bucks? You just come to a seminar <laughs> or in and out shows you how to make example. their entire store for $100 because – in and out really, really wants you to be super successful. It's crazy that kids think that like... Or finance even. Who's going to teach you like for $900 course, who's going to teach you how to make millions on, on yeah, Wall Street? Yeah, I haven't seen... I haven't seen BlackRock or J.P. Morgan sell a course, a weekend course, like how to be a trader. But somehow there's 8 trillion traders that none of them know what they're doing. We, the, the trader guys are easy. Yeah, no one in hustle culture knows what BlackRock is even. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, they think yeah, that's yeah, a rapper. That's yeah, 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 they think it's a rapper. <laughs> they think that it's a rap group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little BlackRock, like, yeah. But, but people think this, like, they're always, hey, how do we, you know, which courses are real? None of them. No one's selling trade secrets are real. Like, it's that easy. All the information is online for free. All you need to do is Google and research. So you're not going to get it in the first instance. Sometimes you're going to have to dig deeper and go on Reddit and go in other places. But if you really are, you know, trying to pursue certain type of education, you will find it sooner or later. That's the best part of our era. Literally, the information, the technology, the level of technology and the access to information is amazing. So, which is why it's so concerning that there is more scams now than ever, <laughs> which contradicts the whole culture. If you just look at like a simple common sense thread is, okay, I'm going to sell you a trading course for $100. Why would the large investment banks, the large institutional traders who pay their guys tens of twenties of millions of dollars, why would they have any of those guys employed? If you could go have some like, you know, single mom in Oklahoma take a $50 course and all of a sudden she's like the star trader. It, it makes no sense. Like there's hey, number four, traders making... Don't take jobs in Oklahoma. We have an Oklahoma. I was born in Oklahoma. My mom, my mom, my mom lives there, bro. Was just, I was, you claim to be Oklahoma. Yo, man, fuck this podcast. I, I, I did, the, dude, the dude that was making the city was Oklahoma, though, by the way, not, not Arizona. But oh, yeah, yeah. It was, oh, yeah, the guy, it, was, yeah, the big city. That's right, yeah. Yeah, but, but either way, like, the whole, the whole, like, progression is you can take a course and make, you know, all this money. It doesn't make any sense. You have like the, some of the highest paid people in the world and that's what you're going to do in a weekend. Like you're just going to take a weekend course and now you're going to be that guy. But nobody, right. nobody can think that, think that through. To, to uh, Evil Cat's point of, you know, access to information, as everything's online now. It's so easily accessible. I mean, MIT, they, all their courses are online for free. Harvard too, dude. Yeah. yeah so if yeah. MIT is giving it away for free, why are you going to go pay some course? Just take the time. <laughs> go, go, go get an education from MIT. Yeah. It's very <laughs> simple. It's very simple. Hustle culture is not hustling. There was somebody else to hustle and for $50 to get everything done. It's not going to happen, buddy. Yeah, they believe that the information they're looking for is all grasped and gathered in that course they're looking for. And sometimes it is. 
maybe 5%, you get lucky and you actually get the access information you're looking for, but you could do the same job just by casually Googling stuff for free, you know? So what about the, the new thing that I'm seeing now, which is not, not as much of the courses as of late, although you have people like this on your page recently, you had Manny, I think Cashman or Coach, whatever his name is, selling courses. But you got the Grant Cardones of the world who are selling real estate syndications with seemingly no real estate experience. <laughs> yeah. There, there, I mean, there's a, you mix in a little bit of something real with when they, when, and you throw in the big banks don't want you to know this, or, you know, Wall Street fat cats don't want you to know this. And we're giving you the opportunity. Nobody's giving you the opportunity. That just means you're the sucker. You're like, you're the easy money. And I think that's how the Grant Cardones, they get people. Uh, you know, the big banks are so greedy. They don't want to share. Go ahead and pitch in here with your $1,000 as opposed to your credit investor, $250,000. And you can do what the big banks do. It's just none of it's real. But people, again, someone else can go on with it. I'm I equate <laughs> it to the seminars in the 1980s. I don't know if you guys were alive yeah. or remember that period of time. But in the 1980s, everybody would go to a seminar for free tchotchkes. They'd give you like a color TV or something, a little portable television, <laughs> right? You'd go to these seminars and you would get that. And then that was like day one or day two. They'd sell you on coming back a second time because you want a free tchotchke. The second time is usually to see if you'd be interested in going to a longer trip, like a weekend-long trip. Mm. And that's where they hit you with the sales culture. And they try to get you to use your credit cards. That's just pivoted to online now. Mm. Yeah, And it, it almost seems like it doesn't matter how much you guys expose some of these people they keep coming back they want to believe yeah. man. that's the sad part well scammers always existed as you just mentioned it's just that they haven't been exposed before our goal is not to completely take them down if it's not possible you know our goal is to spread awareness and if that saves hundreds of people or thousands of people from pursuing uh, investments they w will regret in the future, and they're smart enough to recognize the warning, those are the type of people that we care about, not the majority. Because if we care about majority, you're basically going against the mother nature, which is Darwinism, and most people don't want to get educated, and basically what we're doing is for those who do. And I, I feel like that's important to acknowledge. It would be a nice to be at some point be considered a repository of information where if somebody wants to, you know, gets a DM that he's Elon Musk and this is his private account and he would love to sell them a course. That they could <laughs> they could look to us to say, hey, is this a real thing or not? And we already have all the information there. There there should be an in, an innate knowledge within people that like, hey, I got this offer. I should check it out because a lot of people told me to check things out before I just start sending money and Bitcoin around all over the, all over the internet. I, I would hope at some point that's where we can get to yeah. where we're just there and people can look it up and say, okay, yeah, this, this scam has happened 8,000 times. I'm not super lucky this time because so-and-so <laughs> wants to share information with me. Just me. Just me. I'm special. Yeah. Well, growing up in eighties, my parents told me not to trust strangers. These kids are taking candy from anybody on social media, so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately, that's true. So is that is that the value of the page long-term? Is that it's this long-term kind of testament or, or, I guess, history of, of scammers and their evolution? Is that is that the value? We probably all have our own goals. You know, we we'll, all bring different subsect of... Uh, perspectives uh, yeah you know you know things we want to do that's i mean that's personally mine is 
you know, you grew up really poor and you see your family get scammed on stuff and it would it would be nice that they would have been smart enough to look somewhere to see if there's a scam. You know, that's what I think is these kids need to like look around before they just continually dive head first into anything because it sounds great. My personal goal with this page is to let the kids know that just because you don't have Lamborghini at the age of 18 doesn't mean you're doing bad. Just stay in school, focus on yourself, work hard for the next 10, 15 years. As a kid, you're comparing yourself to others who are better looking, more, have more money, more successful, have more cloud, more views, more likes, and it's so toxic. And what we're trying to do is make the kids feel it's okay to be normal, it's okay to be poor, or just average. It's okay. You don't have to compare yourself to this. And I feel like we actually managed to achieve that. Well, kids need to learn that they have to go to school. They have to go to college. They have to get a job. They have to climb a corporate ladder. And they can start their businesses and they should fail and get their shit together. Try again. Well, that's what's missing in a hustle culture. They're not hustling enough. And everybody wants to look cool. What's that mean that says being rich on Instagram is... What, being rich like in Monopoly? So, if you want to be rich in Monopoly on Instagram, you can show your wealth, fake wealth on Instagram. But then again, at the end of the day, you have to pay your own bills. There is no shame in having a job. All of us, all of us started with good jobs. I don't care. Nobody started as an entrepreneur. Everybody had their first job. And everybody has a great and silly stories and experiences from their first job. So, kids out there, go get a job. Learn something. Learn how businesses ran. Learn where business loses money. Find an angle. Maybe there's an app you'll create. Maybe there's a service you'll create for the, for the business you were in or a job you were in. There is something out there. There are pointers. If you have entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial blood, a gene in you, or that click, you will find a way. If not, there's nothing wrong with having a job. There are great jobs out there. There are people that are doing fantastic and making more money than these fakers with fake businesses. Yep. And they're stable and secure. Nine to five is not a bad decision for some people. Not everybody's born to be self-made. It's a small percentage that actually makes it because it's a difficult type of territory to begin with. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, it almost sounds like the good guys are wearing a mask. I mean, I, I don't know you personally, obviously, so I don't, I don't know whether your intentions are as noble as they sound, but it sounds like like you're the good guys and, and you're wearing a mask and you're trying to fight a lot of these people that are out there doing some really nefarious things. You're getting threatened with, I, I presume, lawsuits from time to time as well. You get you get people hitting you up. Sure, they're sending us cease and desist through DMs, which is hilarious. It's yeah, that, that's not going to have a whole lot of value. <laughs> we frame those and we make fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> so... After all these years, and I think the account's been up for at least a couple of years that I'm aware of, what keeps you going? Why? There, there's a lot of pressures. Your account's been down a number of times. I was going to bring that up, too. Yeah. yeah. So you guys, are you guys, is that fearful for you guys? I mean, if the account, is there other places that, because this is the only page that I know of. Well, we're also on TikTok, same handle, and we're also on Twitter, and we were just in the process of launching our website. So what we're going to do is pretty much uh, launch uh, all of our content on the website and then use social media to announce and redirect traffic back to the website. I think that's the smartest thing we can do. So that's almost done. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. So these people who keep trying to take you down or your page going down or, or how, what, what's going on there? And, and 
how do you come back? It, is is the network bigger than than we know? And are, are people helping you guys come back, or how, how does this work? I pled the fifth. Ah, mm, okay. <laughs> it's a bit frustrating, but we we got it. We got it. We'll come back every time they take us down. We'll come back. Well, I'll give you one example that's actually pretty hilarious. If you Google Manny Coachman right now, <laughs> our posts are literally second and third result in Google on first page. So that's oh, wow. hilarious to me because wow. anybody Googling his name right now can see our busts about his losses and him being a fraud. So, um, you know, definitely we leave the impact and it's good and bad as well. So I'm sure they're upset with the fact that we're messing with their life, you know, with their livelihood pretty much. They definitely, Manny Cushman, for example, for sure lost a lot of clients because of us. For sure. Persian community was very upset over this. You guys asked your audience for questions and I've got a list of those questions, but I want to be mindful of the time. I, I know that Obviously, getting you guys at all on the show, much less having you guys for an hour, has been a luxury that no one else has gotten. So I want to be mindful of that. May I make an offer? And you guys don't feel forced to accept it now, but why don't we do a reoccurring thing? Why don't we use this as your way to speak directly to the people? And why don't you come back, let's just let's say, you know, every quarter or every month or whatever you guys feel. I mean, get together, do your thing. And uh, maybe we use this as an outlet for you to speak directly to your community and answer some of these I like questions. Your, I like your style. Put them on the spot right now. Look, I'm not saying <laughs> that we're whores. How about this? How about this? How about this? You, you DM us. And then we'll <laughs> DM them. With detail. Talk to our people. Talk to our, your people should talk to our people, and then we'll, we'll make a decision. <laughs> as a matter of fact, let me see how great is your elevator pitch. <laughs> My elevator pitch is this, is I will send you a shit ton of Shibu coin uh, after you send me a test. I already have. I have a lot. Switch to a different one. <laughs> oh, that's another one I've been scammed on. I have a shitload of that stuff. <laughs> well, let me one of doge. Yeah, no, you know, we have a billionaire among us here. <laughs> well, it's certainly not on this side of the table because if I was a billionaire, I'd be living in the house the size of uh, Saeed or Runes. But uh, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> I've heard, I've heard of those uh, Palazzos, right? Yeah, see, you're world renowned, dude. dude. Like they know you're spreading misinformation, dude. That's not misinformation. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> if you listen to the show, you subject. describe your own house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. Well. Thank you guys so much for being on. I would seriously, if you guys would entertain the idea, if you guys would come on, I'd love to do like a reoccurring thing where you can speak directly to people. It's been a pleasure. I hope I hope we've been able to build some trust and some confidence with you. And and thank you. Yeah, uh, we appreciate you guys trusting us. Are there any some final thoughts that you guys like to share? Anything you'd like to plug? Are there any upcoming projects or anything you want to tease? I, I don't I don't know what your ecosystem involves, but now's your time. Yeah. We have our we have our own coin and token coming out. <laughs> we also have NFT about to launch. Kind of late to the party, but we wanted to be cool kids. No, but honestly, thank you guys for your time and you know for giving us a platform. And we apologize ahead of time for destroying your podcast, but it's been it's been a pleasure. We didn't like doing this anyway. We, yeah, yeah we, been, we decided to light the whole thing on fire. Yeah, we just <laughs> fuck it, burn this bitch down. <laughs> Well, say, so take us out. Let's repeat this next month since we have so many questions that we still need to. Uh, that's a commitment. We're going with yeah, that. Sold. Yeah, yeah. We, we considered it and yeah. we accepted it. Say, take goodbye. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.